A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus. Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her, and likewise all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now, at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not a God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. At the beginning of November, the liturgy turns our attention to the end times. All Saints' Day and All Souls' Day earlier this week honor the lives of all those who have gone before us in faith. Lutheran pastor Nadia Bowles Weber preached at a woman's prison in Denver, Colorado for All Saints' Day. Nadia quoted a friend who had written about the passing of her father, with whom she had had a complicated relationship. Quote, His shortcomings that seemed so glaring when I was young suddenly faded because I could see how the story worked out. End quote. We tend to think of our lives from the perspective of where we're from and what we've done. Nadia invites us to reimagine our lives from the perspective of where we are going. She writes, I'm no expert in the afterlife. All I know is that when we die, we somehow return to our divine source. And because God is love, the love we shared here on earth is the connective tissue that unites us eternally with everyone who loved us. In some inexplicable way, we are all, every single one of us, held together in the heart of God. Our failings are never as powerful as a God who sees to it that all the shortcomings that are so glaring now fade when in glory our eyes adjust to the light of Christ and we finally see how the story works out. Whatever we believe about death is an important question for us because it not only changes the way we imagine God, it changes the way we live our lives. Moses noticed something out of the ordinary, the subtlety of the branches not being consumed by the fire. This subtlety for him was worth a second look and would presumably take a few moments to notice. 
Then God called him. In the Greek and Roman mythologies, whenever the gods enter into human life, the humans always get incinerated. But now, Moses discovers God is not in competition with us. In fact, rather than competing or trying to use us as if God needed us, when God comes close to us and turns our world inside out, we become luminescent, radiant with God's fire. We're not consumed, but enhanced in the process. Earlier, Jesus had said to the Sadducees that they didn't understand the power of God. James Allison says that Jesus isn't talking about some special power to do something miraculous, like raising someone from the dead. Rather, he's giving an indication of the sort of power which characterizes God, something of the quality of who God is. This power, this quality which God always is, is that of being completely and entirely alive, living without any reference to death. There is no death in God. God has nothing to do with death. And for that reason, Facts which are obvious to us, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, having long been dead at the time of Moses, simply do not exist for God. Let's put this another way. For us, being alive means not being dead. It's a reality which is circumscribed by its opposite. For God, this is simply not the case. For God, being alive, has nothing to do with death and cannot even be contrasted with death. Feeding our curiosity about what resurrected life will be like, Jesus drops one small hint. They are like angels or heavenly messengers. In Luke's Gospel, angels appear at the most critical moments Their function is to interpret puzzling and disturbing events through divine eyes. Gabriel puts an end to human pretension by reminding Mary that nothing is impossible with God. At the Transfiguration, two heavenly messengers, Moses and Elijah, interpret Jesus' impending death as the new exodus to liberated life. And it is two men in dazzling clothes who tell the women who bow their heads to the ground because they know these men are messengers from another world, that their certitude about death is unfounded. Why do you look for the living among the dead? The Gospels reveal the truth that our physical eyes do not see all secrets. Dr. Rachel Remen, in her book, My Grandfather's Blessing, tells of a woman in her thirties who discovered that Remen worked with the dying. So she confronted Remen at a party one night and told her bitterly that she resented the idea that there is anything good or meaningful about death. Then she told with considerable vitriol about the horrible death suffered by her husband a few years earlier. He had been diagnosed with cancer, and as therapy after therapy failed, he became bitter lashing out at everyone, rebuffing anyone who tried to comfort or console him. He died angry and withdrawn, and the woman said to Remen, I do not want to die that way. Remen replied to her, 
So then, how do you need to live? The woman looked puzzled. So Remen asked her again, How do you need to live to be sure that you do not die in the way your husband did? This time the woman got it. Remen remembers, she looked past me for a moment, making eye contact with something intensely personal in her mind. Then she reached out and touched my hand and slipped away into the crowd of guests. Some months later, Remen received in the mail a note from this woman. She realized that she had not been living as authentically and fully as she had wanted. There were things yet undone in her life, roads not yet taken that she wanted to travel. She began to revise her living in light of her dying. Thinking about the reality of her eventual death, the woman began a process that led her to rearrange her life and her priorities in the present.